according to NASA, has actually one of the purest terrains on Earth, only after Antarctica. Sandy beaches are filled with turtles, dolphins. So it's actually, you know, a piece of paradise. The fact is that, well, after the years, it has become a ruinous investment. Hello, fellow risk takers, and welcome to my worst investment ever. Stories of loss to keep you winning. In our community, we know that to win in investing, you must take risk, but to win big, you've got to reduce it. This episode is sponsored by ASTOTS Academy's online course, How to Start Building Your Wealth, Investing in the Stock Market. I wrote this course for those who want to go from feeling frustrated, intimidated, and overwhelmed by the stock market to becoming confident and in control of their financial future. Go to myworstinvestmentever.com slash deals to claim your discount now. Fellow risk takers, this is your worst podcast host, Andrew Stotts, and I'm here with featured guest Santiago Iniguez. Santiago, are you ready to rock? Absolutely, Andrew. Thanks very much for your invitation and congratulations for this series of podcasts. Thank you very much. And, you know, I was really excited to get you on because you've got a distinguished background, not only in business, but mainly in academia, writing books. Maybe you could just tell us, like, what's the thing that you're most excited about right now in your own life when it comes to business and, and teaching and all the things that you're doing? Well, I, I was really lucky to witness the growth of first IE Business School and then IE University. We are currently a very young university, just 14 years of age. But during this time, we have been able to achieve lots of things. We are truly international and we are ranked actually among the top 25 universities worldwide in terms of employability. So we have lots of projects among them. We are opening a new campus here in downtown Madrid in September this year, which is going to be a 35-story building that will host most of our undergraduate programs. So lots of things happening at IE University and lots of projects ahead. Mm, exciting. One of the questions I have is, I mean, you've written a lot of stuff. You've also done research over the years. And just curious, like, what is the topic or the area that is most interesting to you these days? Well, my, my course, the one that I teach at MBA programs and, and executive MBAs has been strategy, which is what fascinates me most. I guess over the years, I was able to develop, you know, a sort of strategic approach to most of the problems, business and, and even personal mm. that I face. No? So strategy is probably what, what other people say it's my strength. But anyway, I'm also interested in many other things. Of course, leadership, politics, sustainability, the challenges of our world. And we are actually facing lots of challenges, many of them unpredictable. Or even if we can predict them, we are not probably prepared to face them. So we live in, in a world which is full of challenges, but filled with opportunities as well. Mm. You know, that's reminding me of something. I remember seeing in the news a few years ago, there was a train that left Beijing that traveled across China, Russia, Kazakhstan, and into Europe. And did it end and did it complete its journey in Spain? I can't remember where with that, but do you remember that? Yes, I remember that. It was a cargo sort of train no? that for some reason ended. Uh, yes, you're right. I remember that story. Lots of strange things happened, probably 
that was a sort of very interesting, very entrepreneurial project because actually, you know, bringing a train from China to Spain, that's a long distance. Yeah, it's fascinating. And well, maybe what we should get into now is the question. So now it's time to share your worst investment ever. And since no one ever goes into their worst investment thinking it will be, tell us a bit about the circumstances leading up to it and then tell us your story. Thanks very much, Andrew, for your question. But let me challenge your question, because what I believe is that there are no worst investments. You know, if you look at entrepreneurs, and I'm sure that you are very experienced at dealing with entrepreneurs, you realize that most entrepreneurs actually risk their own, even their own patrimony in order to fulfill their dreams. Think about the big entrepreneurs like Steve Jobs, like, of course, Elon Musk, Richard Branson, they have all challenged, you know, the basic rules. They didn't actually care for financial analysis when they invested in their businesses. You probably recall that quote from Richard Branson, who didn't actually distinguish between gross profit and profit, no, things like this. So I'm going to address your question anyway, mm. but I would like to maybe challenge, you know, what is behind this, because Entrepreneurs and business people realize that in order to be successful, you have to risk many, many times, and you have to go through a trial and error sort of process. But in my case, my worst investment was actually a personal investment that I did years ago in Brazil. I participated in a sort of real estate development in Northeast Brazil. That time, this uh, I'm talking about 2007, Brazil was the land of promise. It was using Stefan Spike's words in the 30s, in, in the mm. past 30s. He wrote a book which title was Brazil, Land of the Future. And you probably realize about the proverb that has become, you know, very common, which is, and it will always be. Mm. Because Brazil remains always the land of the future. But at that time, I'm talking about almost 15 years ago, Brazil was close to an Olympic Games, also this uh, soccer, you know, competition. Mm. The government was investing heavily. There was lots of entrepreneurs coming in. So we participated in this business, but it was mostly a personal investment because I, I fell in love with that mm. piece of paradise, which is the northeast of Brazil, Rio Grande do Norte. If you have been there, it's a land which is very well preserved. According to NASA, has actually one of the purest terrains on Earth, only after Antarctica. Beaches, sandy beaches, are filled with turtles, dolphins. So it's actually, you know, a piece of paradise. The fact is that, well, after the years, it has become a ruinous investment, given that the riage, the currency at the mm. time when invested there, it was something like two riais per euro. Now it has become five reais per euro. So even if I try to sell my property there now, I will definitely lose, you know, value. And But anyway, looking back, to be very honest, the place that I have there, because I built a house, I was actually the only investor who built up a house there. Years after, you know, we started our investment, the other investors actually fell into lots of problems. There was a financial crisis, 2007. So I was the only one building a house. So my house now there is in the middle of nowhere of the Mata Atlantica, the forest there. 
So it's actually a place where I can write, concentrate. There's no internet coverage. Mm. And it's actually the place where I spend my holidays. It's actually my place. So even if from an economic standpoint, it became a ruinous investment and it doesn't make sense, you know, from a financial perspective, it has rendered so many positive personal experiences that I don't regret about having done this. And I'm sure that this is very much applicable to many other entrepreneurs, <laughs> but I, to people like, I recall, you know, a conversation with Azcárraga, who's the CEO of Televisa in Mexico, who had invested in a soccer team. Well, that's not a proper investment, let's be very honest. You can achieve, you know, prestige or exposure, but anyway, you don't actually gain money, no? Education is another business where people feel they may, you know, get lots of returns, but the fact is that if you invest in high quality sorts of educational projects, you know, they are very long-term projects and yep. have long payback, you know, periods of time. But anyway, this is the example that I wanted to share yeah. with you. So, And how would you describe the lessons that you learned? Well, what I learned probably was first that even if you think that there's lots of opportunities in a particular investment and there were lots of very attractive things, they were all tantalizing, you know. But probably the first lesson is, well, check many different things, get the assessment of the experts, do your analysis, don't become too passionate about things. Of course, I mean, at the time that I'm talking about, which is back in 2007, we all felt that growth was something unstoppable. There were not crises. Crises were left behind, you know. Mm. And only one year after, we all, you know, jumped into this financial crisis that, again, you know, proved that the economy is circular and all the things that we now know for mm. sure. Mm. But anyway, becoming, you know, attracted by tantalizing investment is something quite <laughs> Again, you know, I don't repent, I don't regret about this investment because as I was saying, you know, I'm, I'm enjoying this already twice a year. Yep, yep, great. Okay, so let me, maybe I'll summarize a couple of things I took away from this. You really remind me of the advice I got from my sister. Now, I didn't buy my first property until I was 40. And I, I waited a long time. I was in Thailand, I was, I didn't, it was just a little bit more complicated. But I found a place that was being built near where I was staying in my apartment. And I thought, I'll get something there. I thought it was nice. So I bought a place and then they built it and all that. And then it was half the size of the one that I was living in renting. And then I just realized once it was built, I don't want to downsize to this place. And then the next thing that happened was that I started renting it out. And then I realized I don't want to be a landlord. You know, I know about investing in the stock market. It's like, I don't want the trouble of that. And then eventually I sold it and I kind of just broke even on it. Maybe I made a little gain. But my sister is a mortgage broker. And she said, the rule about buying a place is you've got to walk in and say, I want to live here the rest of my life. And she said, if you have that feeling, that's what you need. And it's interesting because that's a little bit of, you're describing that feeling that you have with that place. And when you talked about, going there in your holidays and not having the internet coverage, being able to write, being able to relax. It reminded me of that. And I think for all the listeners out there, 
property is a really important thing sometimes property can be a trap if you buy something because of a financial aspect then you run into a potential trap so look for something that you love the second thing that I take away from this is the idea that anytime you're buying something in another country you're buying two things if you were buying a piece of property in your own country you're buying one thing but anytime you're buying something in another country you're buying the currency of that country and that underlying asset and I think a lot of people get confused or forget about that so and then lastly I just love the word tantalizing that was a <laughs> it explains it very well anything you would add to that no that's that's a very good summary you know the things that we discussed maybe you know just a further comment of course and we see this you know from entrepreneurs and even art collectors they don't sell even if they realize you know that they can make money with their investments they hold on and they don't sell, you know, their art pieces or they don't launch IPOs of the businesses that they created and mm. that present their dreams. Not true entrepreneurs hold on and keep, you know, at the helm of their company. This is my feeling, no? But anyway, you made an excellent summary and it was really enjoyable. Mm. So based upon what you learn from this story and what you continue to learn in your life, what one action would you recommend our listeners take to avoid suffering the same fate? Well, again, you know, don't be too cautious. This is my advice, my piece of advice, because even if I realized that my investment was not a very smart one from a financial perspective, it has come to be, you know, one of my dreams achieved, you know, I have a place where I can actually concentrate and ride and, and it's there, you know, in, in Northeast Brazil. So the same thing applies to many other ventures that people may explore. They may reach many other objectives different to making money. And what I encourage, you know, our listeners is that they consider every business opportunity as a learning experience, not just you know, as an opportunity to make money, but also as an opportunity to learn things and develop their personality and become better people. Mm. It's great. And it raises something that we haven't really discussed that much on the podcast, because you know what you're talking about too is appreciating the fact that you're going to lose times and you're going to learn from that and right now there's a lot of people suffering from mistakes from problems from unfortunate circumstances that are happening because of the economic situation and maybe a lesson that that we can share from this is the idea that you are going to grow from this you're going to learn from this and you may even gain from this and it's not about the money it's about your own personal development, your own personal happiness. And let's not lose sight of that when everything seems so difficult right now. Maybe that's a key message from what you're sharing. Indeed. Of course, I mean, in the long term, you need to make your businesses become sustainable and profitable. But the experience of most entrepreneurs is that there's lots of trial and error. And many times you don't get returns on your investments. No, yep. You know this for sure, you know, from startups. No? 
But anyway, you're right. I mean, mm -hmm. this is a long term. This is a sort of marathon. <laughs> lots of things, you know, to learn on the way. We live and learn. Last question. What's your number one goal for the next 12 months? Well, we have this fascinating project of growing up by e-university. So we are now expanding our programs, becoming more international and opening our campus in September this fall. 2021. So you are all invited. I hope you can actually come and that international mobility recovers, resumes, and you're all invited to come for the opening of our campus here in downtown Madrid in September. That's exciting. That's very exciting. All right, listeners, there you have it. Another story of loss to keep you winning. Remember to go to myworstinvestmentever.com slash deals to claim your discount on my how to start building your wealth, investing in the stock market course. As we conclude, Santiago, I want to thank you again for coming on the show. And on behalf of ASTOTS Academy, I hereby award you alumni status for turning your worst investment ever into your best teaching moment. Do you have any parting words for the audience? Thanks, Andrew. You are most welcome. And that's a wrap on another great story to help us create, grow, and protect our well fellow risk takers. This is your worst podcast host, Andrew Stott, saying... I'll see you on the upside.